You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. It is Thanksgiving week, and although the Chiefs do not play on Thanksgiving, they've got a Sunday afternoon contest against the Los Angeles Rams. So the podium schedule is a little different this week. On Tuesday, we heard from offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, and special teams coordinator Dave Tobe. We'll go in that order, starting with Eric Bieniemy, followed by Steve Spagnolo. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Dave Tobe. Here's Eric Bieniemy. Good, good afternoon. It's uh, good seeing you guys. Uh, happy holidays, future holiday coming up, but. Uh, Feels good coming off a big victory. I thought our guys did a, a heck of a job of uh, weathering the storm and showing some mental fortitude when we had to go out there and uh, and put it together and come away with a uh, a touchdown, a much needed touchdown to put us in position. But with all that said, I thought it was a great team victory. I'm all ears. Let's go first to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Eric. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Um, First of all, um, my question uh, is about Travis Kelsey. I mean, are you ever surprised anymore by the things he gets done in a game, or are you just uh, at the point where you're just saying to yourself, that's Travis being Travis? And, and uh, Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Uh, you know what? It, unfortunately, you do get amazed by some of the things that these guys do, and I've watched him do it over and over and over again. But to make the key plays that he does in, in those critical times when the play is needed, that's huge. And uh, just watching his growth process and just thinking about all the years that he's been here and how he's just evolved, not only as a player, but more as a young man, right, and how he's developed as a captain and a leader. So those are the things that I enjoy watching. I, I love the energy that he brings, and I love the positive impact that he has with our team on the sidelines. So it's it's been fun to watch. Okay, and um... – Looks like you're going to need Ronald Jones. Maybe he'll be available to play uh, on uh, Sunday. What, assuming he does, what's your expectations for him? Well, assuming if he does play, and I know Veach and him will end up making the best decision for our team, uh, obviously we're expecting Rojo to come out and be Rojo, the very best of him. He's done a heck of a job this entire season of just working hard, being the best of his very uh, self. Uh, he doesn't take anything for granted. He does a great job in the classroom with G. Slew and those guys. On top of that, he does a great job of supporting his teammates. So I'm expecting Rojo, if he's up and, and playing, that he will come in and do what is expected of him. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours as well. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, with the Rams, specifically with the Rams, obviously it's, it's been a tumultuous season for them, up and down, but the one constant always seems to be Aaron Donald. Now, you, now granted, you haven't seen him in, in a few years, but what what is it about him that makes him so unique and so special to defend against? 
You know what? I think all his life with people telling him what he can't and uh, cannot do and he should not be playing this particular position, I think all that has just been motivating for him. You know, and so one thing I have to admit, I'm a huge fan. I've watched him. I've, I've had an opportunity to see him play when he was at the University of Pittsburgh and just watching the evolution of him. You're talking about a special player doesn't take anything for granted. I mean, he's, hell, he's he's a captain of the short man's club. So, <laughs> but you're talking about an impactful player that just finds ways to make plays at critical moments. We were joking about him last night saying, hey, he's the Steph Curry of, of, of football because Steph Curry makes a three when needed, and here he is making a sack when needed. Now, we don't want him making that critical sack against us, obviously, but the guy is a tremendous football player, and just getting to know him and watching him uh, grow, he seems like an outstanding human being as well. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Mimicking everyone, happy holidays to you, Coach. Uh, understanding the running game is, is more of an operation, uh, you know, of the whole offense, the offensive line. Isaiah Pacheco looks like he's taken a significant step these last two games. I know you guys have mentioned patience and, and things like that. What have you seen, especially in last game on the film, that sort of led him to have the success that he's had? You know what? I thought he did a great job of just allowing the game to come to him. He was patient. Uh, he's just one of those guys early on. He's he's not as patient because he just wants to take the ball and go run into something. But you love that about the kid. But I thought as the game went along, I thought he got in the rhythm. On top of that, our offensive line did an outstanding job. But, uh, you know, one thing that I'm going to mention to him, and I'll say it here, is anybody can do something once. It's about putting consistent behavior on tape. And so we're going to need that from him. So he has to continue to evolve. He has to continue to grow. But on top of that, I know Coach Lewis is going to do an outstanding job with him as he has always, just like he has done with that entire group. And we're expecting him to continue to be Isaiah Pacheco. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Brad, I'll have a follow-up question. Uh, Coach, I know uh, with the holidays, it's all, you know, roses and rainbows right now. But uh, when you have so many receivers go down, you guys made a pretty significant investment in Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, in the offseason. Any disappointment that he wasn't, uh, you know, able to come up bigger for you in this game with so many guys being out? You know, not disappointed at all. It's just, it's unfortunate. It, you know, receivers, they're, they're in a situation where they have to depend on someone to help them along. And obviously the ball just didn't fall his way. And that wasn't by any design or anything that was constructed that way, but it just happened that way. And guys end up stepping up and making some plays. Now, Quez is still very much a part of what we do and how we do it. He's been working his tail off. I mean, this guy, he's a part of the family. And I will say this, the unique aspect about it, we're doing a great job of diversifying the football. And you got some young guys that happen to step up and made some plays this particular week. Now, who's to say that he won't have that outstanding day, you know, coming up this weekend. So those guys understand that, hey, at times the ball will find him. At times it doesn't, but when it's all said and done with, these guys understand the most important thing, and that's about coming away with that that alphabet that matters, and that's the W. Uh, contrast, Sky Moore did step up. You know, he's had kind of some rough times, as we know, with with uh, on the special teams and everything. Uh, you know, what, why did it all seem to come together for him uh, in this game? He just seemed to persevere through adversity. You know, here's a kid, just what you said, Seren. He's been struggling at times, but you never, but you know what? It never put him in a dark place. 
Yeah, we always knew exactly what he can do. He just needed that opportunity to just go out there and shine. And the thing that he did, I thought he did a great job of, was that he didn't go out there thinking about what he needed to do. He just went out there, reacted, and played. And that was fun to watch. And so we're going to continue to develop these guys. These guys are having fun. And then on top of that, they got one of the top quarterbacks in the league, so they all want to be at their best when given that opportunity to be at their best. We'll go last to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Hey, Eric, back in your playing days, the uh, two-minute drill was this, you know, hurried process and you hope to get down the field and maybe you have some timeouts and maybe you can score at the uh, end of the drive. Now it's almost enough time to get two or three drives in, right? And you guys had another one to win the game um, on Sunday. We've seen you do it in 13 seconds. What's the biggest evolution? reason for that evolution? Is it quarterbacks? Is it better understanding of, of offense? What's your explanation for that? I think it's a number of all the things. I think it's more of investing into it. Uh, guys having um, more awareness and understanding the situations. And you guys have heard me discuss this uh, over the time. Over time, uh, we, we, we spend a lot of time on situational football where we're talking through it, we're meeting through it. Uh, Coach Joe Blameyer puts together a great uh, film that we go through on Saturdays but it's always something that we're reviewing and constantly talking about. That way, now when our guys step up to the plate, they know exactly what needs to get done. And that's something else that we spend time during the off season with. We, we work through all those situations, you know, and against our defense, putting our guys in those predicaments so they can understand how to react and play. And on top of that, it's great for us as coaches as well, because now, because we have done it so frequently, we just remain poised and, and allow our guys to play. There's not, nothing to panic about. Just go out there and perform. You know what to do. You know what the expectations are. Coach EB, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone. You guys have a safe uh, weekend. Hey, Coach, my question's on uh, Brian Cook. Juan goes down, and I know he had extended time in the Tampa game, but another extended look at him. What did you think? of his performance and what have you seen, I guess, throughout the season that tells you if he needs to perform for a full game, he'll be ready to go. Yeah. Listen, I've, uh, Brian's been one of my favorites since the beginning. I told him way back in training camp that I'd like to have more guys like him. He's a, I think we've, I've said this before. He's a cerebral player. Uh, and I love those kind of guys and the position he plays. You need that. Um, he's smart on the back end. He, he's a communicator. Uh, I think after a week of practice where he's getting all the reps, I think he'll be even smoother. He was a little bit rusty. I had to knock some rust off in the, in the game this past week. Um, but we got a lot of confidence in him. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. You know, we, we talked about those young guys in the secondary and everything. Um, on Josh Palmer's two touchdowns, um, it looked like my, maybe there might have been some miscommunications. Was, was there any issue there in the coverage on those? Nah, the, the first one was just we need to play it better. Uh, guys needed to be deeper, and um, uh, we saw something. You know, there was a one of the defenders on the back end should have played a little bit differently. We clean that up, we'll be okay. But it, it wasn't a communication thing; it was more eyes than anything else. And then the now I'm trying to remember the other one. I know 13 got the one at the end of the game. Uh, what's the other one you're thinking about that Palmer got? Was it? Exactly. Go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Brad, I'll, I'll have a follow-up as well. Uh, Coach, what, what you know, a minute 34 when when you see that, uh, you know, do you think the way a lot of the fans do, 
oh, Patrick will get it done, that that's just the right amount of time when you, you, know, you have a chance to sit back and I know you got other things you're doing, but there is that element of it. What, what goes through your mind when you, when you see that much time on the clock? Well, certainly we, I mean, the whole team, every guy on that sideline has confidence in our offense um, led by Pat. Quite honestly, I'm doing scenarios. Um, if, if we do score, what do we have to do? Do we want dime out there? You know, what do they do in a two minute situation based on our research? If we, if we don't score and it's four minute, um, I think there were two timeouts left up there. Would we be able to get the ball back? I, to be quite honest with you, that's what we're going through. That's what I'm talking through. And at that point, that's all we can do. Um, and then every once in a while, I sneak a peek out there to see if we're, you know, getting the ball downfield. But a lot of confidence in Pat, obviously. Um, Michael Dana gets you a couple of sacks. Chris Jones continues to do what he's done. You know, I've kind of been a theme here of late. Your defensive line, maybe if you ever, ever get everybody out there in a rhythm a couple of weeks in a row, do you do you feel like uh, this is, you know, starting to become one of the strengths of the defense? Yeah, I mean, listen, they got after it um, in this past game. Joe does a great job with them, Joe and Terry. You'd like to get teams in games where it's one-dimensional. That's the, where I thought in the first half, I spoke with the guys at halftime about it. I, you know, it was a, we let them stay in a two dimensional game. They could run it, they could throw it, and it wasn't a good half. And then in the second half, I thought we got back to making it one dimensional. And even though that guy can throw it now, and he got the, well, I thought we were in good shape until that long pass play. Um, but our D line had a lot to do with how it changed in the second half, both in the run and the pass. Let's go next to Herbie Teope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good afternoon. Hope you're well. You too. Hey, uh, the Rams, obviously, they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. And, you know, injuries obviously are part of the game. But when you, when you look at this team and, and when you try to prepare for a team that's without Cooper Cup, you know, Matthew Stafford just returned, how, how difficult is it to prepare for a team that has come, that has been dealing with so many injuries? Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a um, dance because we don't, I mean, we're sitting here on Tuesday. Uh, they, they have not practiced yet, so you don't know who was limited, who was out. Um, we we anticipate possibly seeing one of these backup quarterbacks, and they're similar in some regard. That's where we got to begin. You know, we feel like we might see some option football. They may change things a little bit, but is there a little bit of a dance? Yeah, but I do think at this point in the season, we got to bear down, make sure we correct the things that we did wrong in this past game and really get good at what we do. We're not into changing scheme this late in the season, throw a couple of wrinkles here and there. Uh, I'm hoping by the time we get to Friday, we have a little bit of an idea of who we're going to see personnel-wise and then kind of adjust on the go. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Steve. Um, in a number of games this year, you guys have been, like like the Chargers game, better in the second half, better late in the games defensively than early. Um, the Raiders game certainly was that way. The 49ers game, as you remember, I'm sure you feel that way about the Tennessee game. Is there something you can point to, adjustments you're making, whatever it might be, that, that um, allows you guys maybe to be a better second half or late game defensive team than earlier? And, and Brad, I'll have a, uh, a second question as well. Well, I, I, listen, I credit the assistant coaches in the locker room at halftime. That's not an easy – I mean, things go quick. Uh, we don't have a lot of time. They give me all kinds of suggestions. I feed some things to the unit, and then we split up, and the coaches take them. And then the other part of it is I think our guys do a good job of getting a feel for the way a team wants to attack us. And sometimes it takes a whole half uh, to get the looks. And is it going to be gap schemes in the run? Are they just going to stretch? Is it 
Is it play action and throw it deep or is it a bunch of check downs? So <clears throat> we convey it to them and our guys have done a good job embracing it coming out in the second half. And, you know, the one, the only thing that we were a little disappointed or one of the things we were disappointed in last week was that we would have liked to have closed the game out at 23 20 and not allowed that last touchdown. And I thought the second half was really good defense, except for that one play and allowing that score. But I, I, we'd like to get, you know, we'd like to play some better first half. So or I should say, I'd like to put together a full game of both halves and play good solid defense. Okay. And what's your, um, uh, happy Thanksgiving, by the way, Steve, uh, Brad will cut me off after the question, but, uh, what, um, what, what's your coaching point to Josh Williams on that third and 18 play? I mean, he was there, he could have made a play on the ball. What, what's your coaching point there? The biggest coaching point, and I've talked with him after is, you know, at that he, he had great coverage. He was stride for stride with him. And at that point he has to become the receiver. And what I mean by that is he has to just find the ball just like 13 did and just go play the ball. He got caught a little bit playing the man. And at that point, late in the down, um, at, at the top of the, the route where that thing developed, he should have just become the receiver. He was, he'll learn that Adam. I think he'll learn and get better at that. And hopefully down the road here, if you get the same situation, he makes that play. That's all we've got for you, coach. Appreciate you taking hey, the time. Happy Thanksgiving. All enjoy. Hey coach Toby. It, it seems like, Harrison Butker was finally 100% healthy. I know there had been some questions about that heading into the week. Did you get the sense that there was just an additional confidence based upon his health in this last game? Yeah, I mean, he he, he had a real good warm-up. You know, he looked good. I, I don't know if he's ever going to be 100%, uh, you know, this year. You know, really, I don't – you know, and I told him to stop talking about it, really. But he's he was out there, and he, he had a great warm-up, and he looked good, uh, you know, and he and he performed. And it was good to see, and, and he was happy, and, and everybody was happy. The next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. We've we've talked about all the new faces and the rookies that you've got on your on your teams this year. Are you where you thought you'd be at this point, as far as the young guys coming along and picking everything up and being on the same page? Or you know, you don't necessarily see it on the field. I mean, I see it on tape. I see different things that are happening. The blocking, um, you know, the the small details that aren't showing up, and maybe on big returns and stuff like that. That. That, that the fans don't see, and and I think we're we're, we're progressing well. Uh, we do have a lot of young guys, and and you know we're improving. We're improving each day, and each game, and each practice. And uh, we just got to keep plugging away here. We got a lot of season left. Um, you know, you know, obviously the playoffs. We want to be peaking out then, and that's what we're striving for. Each each time we go, we're, we're getting a little bit better each time. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Dave. Um... Now that, uh, you know, McCall's going to be out for a little while and, and uh, maybe Tony doesn't play this week, uh, you've been using Sky. Any thought uh, about McDuffie? I know we asked you about when uh, when he first came back about him uh, returning punts, and you said you wanted to kind of get him up to speed. Maybe he's up to speed now. Anyway, any thought about uh, using McDuffie back there? Yeah, there's a lot of thought. Uh, he's he's a lot closer now than he would be, obviously, uh, the you know, last week with, with Tony being banged up, so. Uh, you know, we'll get him back in there, practice, and, and get him ready to go. He's he's not far off. I mean, I think uh, you know, Sky is a guy that's uh, probably the next. Obviously, he was the next guy in, so he's he'll, he'll be up and ready to roll uh, this week. But you know, we have other guys too, and you know, Ju uh, Justin Watson. I mean, he's another guy that can do it. Uh, you know, so you know, we we feel comfortable with some of the guys we got, but McDuffie's definitely one of them that you know we got to get him up to speed and ready to go. But he's also a corner. He's also a corner on punt return. He's He's now starting in there for us because I took Snead off of that 
you know, Steve was doing a great job for us. Now, now McDuffie's in there. He's a starting corner on left corner on punt return. So, you know, you take him out of it and use him at punt return, then you got to find somebody at corner. So, uh, right now, uh, he'll, he'll be that guy, but he'll also be a backup punt returner. Let's go next to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Hey, Dave. Uh, Pacheco catching that kickoff and kind of going out of bounds there. I know he can't know exactly where he is at all times. He's, he's looking up at the ball. What do you want him to do there? I guess he could let it bounce. He could get to the sideline and catch it while he's out of bounds. What, what's, was, was that a tough play, or what, yeah, there what was would you prefer him to do there? There was three things that he could have did, uh, and one of them was bad, what he did. So, I mean, he, he knows it. He knew it right away. Uh, I want him to go after every ball, you know, and, and, he, and he's doing that. He was, he, was, he was going after 100 miles an hour. Uh, he just kind of lost track of exactly where he was in the field when he realized that he tried to toe tap, you know, and, and get it down. But that's really not what you want to do in that situation. He's got to sprint over there, but realize where he's at. He could have put one foot out of bounds and kept one foot in the field, touched the ball. We would have got the ball out of the 40 uh, or uh, just let the ball go out of bounds because I think it was heading that way. So, you know, those are the two uh, good choices that he could have made. He, he made the wrong choice, but he knows it. He's going to learn from it. And, uh, he was embarrassed by it, and, and, and everybody was upset. But still, I, I tell you what, he's going to learn from it. You know, these young players are going to learn from these mistakes and, and don't make the same mistake twice. And, and uh, you know, he's done a lot of good things for us already, and that was that was just one negative play. All right, Coach, I think that's all we've got for you. Thanks for joining Thank you. us. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Take care.